Hello, everybody, and welcome to When Passion Meets Profit, the podcast I do weekly. I'm Patricia Noldrain, your host for today's call. And our title of this episode is It's Up to You to Design Your Own Lifestyle. Hmm, novel idea, huh? That it's up to you. Well, I'm here with the very first couple that I have ever interviewed on any podcast. So this is going to be very interesting. I also personally have known them for years, and I have loved them for years, so I know you're going to love them also. It's Terry and Maureen McGrath. So welcome, you guys, to the call. Thank you. Good afternoon. Thank you for having us. Oh, listen, we have two people. Isn't it fun? (laughs) So the first question, and I have this for both of you. Tell us maybe a story or something about you when you were a little girl and a little boy that really depicts your personality today. And, and Maureen, I'm going to start with you. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm glad you're going to take us out like that. Otherwise, we'll talk over each other. So I would say that the uh, idea of who I was, I was a rogue little girl. And I began my elementary school career two or three days into kindergarten. A boy named Paul Cohen spit water at me. I spit it back. He spit it at me, and I promptly slid <laughs> into the kindergarten room, hit my head on the bin that holds the clay, and had a concussion. Oh, no. And from that point on, my mother just shook her head and went, well, I guess this is how it's going to be. And <laughs> that is exactly what it was. And I'm still that little girl, albeit not spitting water at people, but still rogue, a bit defiant, a lot defiant, and uh, no boxes to color in whatsoever. <laughs> that is a great... Every once in a while, she spits water at me. Don't, don't let me believe. <laughs> That's great. What a wonderful story, Maureen. Now, Terry, okay, tell us your story as a little boy. Uh, well, I think mine is kind of twofold. One is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm born under the, the astrological sign of cancer, and, and I think that uh, I'm very, very, like if you were to, you know, look cancer up, you probably see my face and in, in, in under that astrological sign. I'm true to that, really? that Cancerian home. You know, I, I like my shell. I retreat into my shell frequently, but home is very important. Family, which is, you know, what this podcast is about is, is you know, about our home journey. But then the other thing I think that is is relevant is uh, as a kid, I, I like to build things. I, I loved diagrams. I loved, uh, you know, my favorite Tories would have been like the Lincoln logs and being able to build houses. Even today as a, as a grown adult, my, one of my favorite hobbies is to, you know, do CAD drawings, or even if it's on Excel sheets of, of home diagrams and things of that nature. And I, the story I remember is my uncle, when I was a small kid, he gave me a little box. Uh, I, it was some kind of game, but it was a wiring game where you had to actually follow instructions schematics in this diagram and you would wire it up and it would do stupid things like, you know, light up or it would chirp like a bird. But I, I just love that thing because I loved, you know, just the whole wiring schematics and all of it. So that kind of depicts who I am as an adult. It does. Wow. You know, that's really, I didn't know that about you, but I can say to all of us listening that there's a common thread between who we are today and who we came into this world as. And we just don't pay enough attention to it because we get conditioned to not pay attention to that. But when you say CAD drawings, Terry, tell, I, I don't know what that means. So a CAD drawing would be, you know, again, like when you're looking at an architectural diagram of, of a floor plan, whether it's, you know, of a oh, home diagram oh. or of, a, of an event, uh, you know, floor or, you know, anything like that, that's often referred to as, as a, a, a CAD diagram. 
Okay. Okay. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine that you like doing that. I don't. Oh my God. You know, and you're living what? doing it. <laughs> you know, it's so funny though, to listen to both of you, because Maureen, I always color inside the line. Yeah. I would never consider drawing out. Yeah. And Terry, I would never, ever be able to do what you do and what you love to do with this little box with wires and cat drawings in a gazillion years. So we're all so different and so unique. And I'm just so happy to be talking to you both today. So, Maureen, this one's for you. The title of this podcast is It's Up to You to Design Your Own Lifestyle. And tell us what you what you mean by that. Well, so lifestyle to me has become a very generic term. It's like business casual. I still don't know what business casual means. So if <laughs> someone invites me somewhere or you're working in an office and they say we're business casual, not a clue. And lifestyle has kind of become that same kind of generic. What what, what is lifestyle? And and uh, is it fashion? Is it culinary? Is it what is it? So, I think as it is for me and what Terry and I have done, lifestyle is through our homes. And Terry will go into a little bit greater detail. But we kind of had this uh, passion maybe for our homes. It's being a cancer, loving to be inside the home. Me uh, with a creative side. And so it kind of took a, 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 um, a turn when we got our first home. And I would also say that lifestyle in the sense of uh, we work traditional corporate jobs somewhat. And I think mm-hmm. people also think of lifestyle that you have to be entrepreneurial mm-hmm. at your yep. own job. And I tell people who are always surprised, I, I am not entrepreneurial. I have been a cash cow for billionaires and business and I produced well, but I don't have that entrepreneurial, you know, where's the next check coming from? So mm-hmm. you can sometimes feel like, uh, well, gosh, then that defines you. And how could you be creative or or how how does that work? It's just nine to five and you go in, you go out. And, and I would just say that that demanding aspect of the job has almost made that lifestyle vision therapeutic. You come mm-hmm. home, you talk about your next thing, your next project, your next whatever it's going to be in that in that lifestyle arena, if you will. So mm-hmm. I think that being, as you said earlier, being conditioned or being put in boxes or confining that, you know, if you don't work for yourself or, you know, you're not on Etsy, um, mm-hmm. then, then, then you possibly can't have that lifestyle of creativity. And, and, and I would beg to differ. I would too, Maureen. And that's why I have both Terry and Maureen on today, because I love that they have full-time jobs. And I I think I have to at least go there with you too. And and you can tell everybody what you do full-time as a job, Uh, because I I really don't know exactly what your job description, not that you have to go to the job, job description, but what it is that you do. And here's the thing I completely agree with. You just do not have to be an entrepreneur to design your own lifestyle. You two are proof of it. And that's why I have you on today. But with having two full-time jobs, Terry, what is your full-time job? What is your title? Uh, my full-time job is I'm a software engineer for a, a, a very predominant uh, technology company in, in the world. And I work with major uh, you know, financial top uh, services institutions in any number of areas of helping them to develop and use our software technology in, in the day-to-day banking that you do and uh, and your listeners do every day in securing those transactions and executing those transactions. See how smart he is, people? <laughs> I told you. I told you I had people that were smart. And then Maureen, tell us what your job title is. Oh, well, you know, it's changed along the lines, Patricia. So I would say that, uh, you know, well, I was supposed to be an attorney. You can just ask my mother who's in heaven listening to all this right now, but that didn't really work out. So 
Uh, <laughs> as a profession, I would tell you that I'm an event producer. I produce social events, corporate events. I've been with the top award shows like the Oscars, the Emmys, the Grammys. I've done major openings. I've built stages for Kanye West on a golf course to do a big concert. So uh, I've run that gamut. So that would be, uh, I guess, what I would, if I had a title, that's what it would be, that producer. Fabulous. Now, I hope you all that are listening realize that if they can have a lifestyle that they want and design it exactly as they want, so can you. So, Terry, why don't you take us on your passion journey outside of, of your own work, which you love and which Maureen loves, but now you just added one more element to it. So take us on that journey. Yeah, I, I think that that journey, you know, really is, is, is again, about our homes. Our, our, so over, we just celebrated 30 years of being together, 28 being married, but 30 years of being together in our first home together that we shared was back in March of 1991. And over the 30 years, we've now had 13 different homes. Oh my gosh. You know, we've averaged, so when you average that out, that's, you know, we're we're moving about every 2.3 years. And I think that that's, for us, I think that's kind of key because you see HGTV and you see all these programs in this day and age, and there's all these you know, these couples, you know, the Joe and Chips and, and all of these. And and I think that, you know, the thing for Maureen and I very from the very get go from our very first home is all of these homes. We we went into each one of these in a way that we were never it was never our intent or design to actually turn around and sell them in, you know, two point three years. We each home mm-hmm. that we approach, even to the ones that we're in now, we approach it that these are going to be the homes that we're going to live the rest of our life happily ever after in. It's never worked out that way far by, by our own design, obviously. Um, and uh, so our passion really is just that we we get in and and out of those homes, you know, we owned eight of them and we've rented five of them. And even in the rentals, we've, you know, we've done something, whether it's paint or whether it's staging or, or furniture or whatever it is. But from the very, very first home that we had, which was this, I don't know, this hideous salmon color with gray high tech carpeting in it and was in the middle of Hollywood, California, you know, we saw a diamond in the rough in it and we tore on our own, you know, we tore up the carpet and redid the hardwood floors and painted the walls and, you know, and made it our own. And then when we were done, we're kind of like, okay, now let's move on to the next one. And we've now done that, you know, 13 times. Oh my God. And that's incredible. (laughs) And some of it we've, uh, you know, as, as we've gone through, right. You know, some of them we've, we've made tremendous profits, you know, I mean that that's been very Mm -hmm. nice and we've reaped the rewards of that. And then there were certain times in which you, especially in when the bubble burst, you know, in 2008, 2009, that, you know, we did, you know, lose, but I will say that even in those times, you know, the thing that we reaped the benefit of is that in the middle of all that, we had to make a decision to sell one of our homes at that time. But even with the market down, when you when we had a, a plethora or a glut of inventory on the market, ours was still attractive, and we were still able to get uh, as much profit as we were able to get out of it, and we were able to sell it, um, you know, within a matter of thirty to sixty days with, you know, massive in- inventory, and that spoke volumes to the things that we, you know, put into our homes that in our lifestyle and the way with, that we lived, we we've seen to hit a niche that that's very attractive to others when they come into our home and want that on whatever we oh, create. Yeah. 
I've been lucky enough because I love these two to be able to go into their homes. Not all of them. I had no idea you've been in 13, you little transients. It's terrible. <laughs> but I've been in enough to know that you have a gift. And and I really am kind of interested in knowing from both of you. Uh, and I, I wasn't planning to ask you this, but have you? when did you discover it was really a gift for you to fix up these homes, live in them and sell them? Or, or have you ever? I don't know. I just think it, I, I, we, we, we're compat- We're incompatible in many ways. He, he draws in boxes. I don't. And then we're super compatible in the sense of looking at something and, and just it just flows. It just all of a sudden it's like, mm. here it goes. So I don't think we thought we were flippers because uh, I think we were ahead of our time. But now that Terry's mm-hmm. with all these shows, perhaps we were flipping at that point, not just from a monetary sense, but what's next? And if there was nothing next in that place, we went and found another one. I think yeah, it's become a joke with our family and friends. I think they, I think they personally have, uh, you know, a betting pool on how, how long are we going to be in this next one before we, before we leave? Because we keep saying to everybody, this is it. This is this is our final one, and maybe we'll be, maybe we won't. We don't know. That we should all be that lucky to follow in your footsteps. You're doing the, the way it's supposed to be done. See, Tom and I buy high and sell low. I think I said that right. And it's not a good picture. And so don't follow us. Follow Terry and Maureen. So the next question, which I'm really anxious to hear, because you said, Terry, you had eight homes that you actually bought and you were able to sell. And so I'm just wondering, out of all of those, Maureen, can you even choose one that you really loved living in it and then finally moving on after it? The best part of this question is going to be that Terry and I did not share which house that is. So I'm going to say mine first and we'll just see how compatible we might be, right? Okay. So I'd have to say it was our home at Altadena. Uh, it's not like we were on a huge budget. We had a couple kids at private school, uh, one college bound. And so uh, you have to kind of figure things out. But when you say, uh, when did you know you had a gift? I imagine it could be Altadena if I, I thought about that, because that's the first time we kind of started exploring with different mediums of uh, way you design. Uh, Terry did Venetian plaster on his own with beeswax on the wall. You know, oh, we, wow. we found this cool paint that when it dried, it looked like moss on a tree. Mm. So we started playing with those with those kind of elements that, uh, that, that were unique and found little ways to make a small little room, a jewel box, because the paint we wanted, it was very expensive. But when you've got a bathroom that's probably three by three, it's a phone booth, you can play with its reflective paint or something. And so Altadena would probably have to have been where we first maybe, I think, again, started doing something really cool. Yeah, that is cool. Everything you just said was cool. How about you, Terry? Which one for you? Well, I love that one and I love the, uh, but it is not the one that I picked, actually. But again, I, I think it comes, there seems to be a common theme here back to astrological. So my favorite would be the one right in the middle. It, it's our sixth home and what we call our, the Tosana home. And we call it, I call we call it that because that's the name of the street that it was on. And it's my favorite because I think that when we talk with our, our children, that that's the one that seems to come up the most for them that they also, they, they remember all of our homes fondly, but I think that that's the one that they all remember coming to. And, you know, our, our son and daughter-in-law, we had their engagement party there and on our daughter looked at, at that home for, for part of that time. That's the, the home that we lived in when, you know, she flew the, the coop uh, as an adult. And 
and for our in-laws, you know, for our daughters-in-law and, and our, our grandchildren. That's It's the one that when we talk to them, that's the one that they remember the most. And so I think oh, okay. that that is my favorite. I would like to have an honorable mention, though, in it, which is <laughs> that I think that the, the ones that we're focusing on now, not just because they're new, but the, and I, I say it because it's plural, right? Where we're at right now is is kind of two and a half homes that we're working on here in Palm Springs. And I think that this one's going to be one of our favorite just because it's it's so drastically different than anything that we've done before. There are two homes a block apart from each other and we're we're building a, you know, a small studio out in back of one of them that is going to be a, you know, our health and exercise studio. So and so I think that this one's also going to be very, very high up on that list on the one that we're focusing on right now. Oh, my gosh. Are you listening, people? I'm getting jealous. This is crazy. My my walls, I'm just looking around, are all completely white. <laughs> I thought that was okay. I didn't know I could make the moss, but I, I do now. So one of the things that I wanted to ask you, especially when you were talking about, I think you said Tusano. Tusano, yes. Tusano. Did I get to go to that yes, one? Yes, you did, actually. You oh, did. I love that house. So let me tell you people what the house was like. So you walk in and it was what they did inside that house was incredible because the walls came alive. The paintings came alive. The colors were in there. But the most the thing I really noticed the most was was the lighting that was coming in through windows and upon walls and things is out. Did you notice that? Oh, oh, I think so. Yeah, that goes again with the with the uh, uh, very crazy paint that we got. Ralph Lauren had started the line where it was it was satin, but not to be confused with the satin finish we know today. It was designed to be like one of his satin gowns. So when you oh. put it on the wall, it it was the most amazing light reflected. And it, yes, you could have had a, a person stand behind it and act like it was a gown. It was spectacular. Yeah, well, and I noticed, because I, I remember asking you in one of the rooms, why is it, it looks a different color when I come in this way or when I look at it that way? And and it did. I mean, they cha- it changed colors yeah. as you were in the house. Oh, yeah. I vote for that one too, Terry. Sorry, Maureen. <laughs> well, the, okay. here's the other thing that you touched on really quickly, though, is that you mentioned art. And, and that's one thing that has been able, that we've taken along with us throughout all 13 homes is, is Throughout the years, we've invested in different pieces of art, and we've been able to incorporate all of those into each one of our homes that we we go to in the next home. And uh, we oftentimes will will reflect upon, you know, where were we when you know we we bought that particular piece of art? You know, we were at an art show the night before my grandmother had passed away, and and didn't invest in a particular piece of art, and and it it didn't mean anything about you know it didn't have a specific tie to my grandmother but she passed away the next day and and it was kind of like you only live once and we went back and we we invested in that that painting which was our only original and it was our own it's only our only original and and so that's traveled with us through all our homes and and every time we look at it we, we finally remember that oh that's wonderful Okay, this is to the both of you, and I think it's the dumbest question I might have ever asked anybody, but here it is. Were there challenges that you had to overcome as you created this lifestyle? Isn't that funny? Terry, you go first. Challenges, I think, uh, on on two fronts. One being that basically that if if you are in our situation where you have two very full-time, very demanding careers, very long careers, you know, weeks and, and just normal, you know, making sure that basically it can get a little overwhelming. You got to make sure that you have time to to have a spa day for yourself or or get away because it can get overwhelming when you're doing two full-time jobs and, 
you know, your passion, you know, so it's always good to have a little time away from your passion so that your passion still can remain your passion. Um, and then, um, I think somewhere also part way through, we got more intelligent about what we were going to invest in and, and why, and even though we still did approach each home, like it was going to be our home and, and we wanted to design it the way we felt comfortable. We always did uh, start to get in our mind that, okay, but if we are to turn around and sell it, we don't want to, we don't want to sink and lose money that we're doing that. That would not be wise. So I think that those were the two challenges I would say that we needed to face and deal with. Well, yeah, that's good. I, I The reason I thought that was such a silly question is because we all face so many challenges, but that was really a beautiful answer, Terry. I, I love that answer. What about you, Maureen? Yeah, well, I think he read my notes when I went to sleep last night. I just don't know what the hell to say. You know, I, I take a lot of notes because I, I have the attention span of a nap, so I have to put notes down. I put one note that said knowing when to stop, which speaks to what Terry said in terms of investment quality of what you're doing, but that we did also always do when realtors would come in, they'd be horrified, like, oh my God, I, I, are you kidding? So my example, the last house we sold, which was just in April, an amazing woman came in, her fabulous son was buying a house for her. In that house, uh, Patricia, I had wallpaper from a company called Cole & Sons out of the UK. And this wallpaper is bigger than life. It's got, I mean, it's got pomegranates and plants and, co- and colors that you would not believe. And I had that uh, in some of the rooms of the house. And she uh, uh, came in when she made the offer. She called me one night and she said, I just have to tell you, dear, I loved the wallpaper. I mm-hmm. love that you have no towel bars because you took them down. I love that you don't have medicine cabinets. I hate them. And I love that you took out linen cabinets and put in furniture. And I said, oh, my gosh. I'm so happy that that you like that. And she said, oh, none of it's staying. <laughs> I appreciated your, you know, the level of which you live. She said, I'm tired of going in houses. They all look like something, you know, a trap house. So she said, oh, no, I've got my guy coming on May 3rd. And we're going to, you know, but I did appreciate what you did. So thank God for Renee. <laughs> That that was good. I love that. Well, now we're kind of winding down here and I'm ready for some advice from you both because I know there are people listening that work full-time jobs and then they do their passion on the weekends or afterwards, just like you guys did. And I also know there's entrepreneurs that are just jealous listening to you saying, why can't, why didn't we think we could design our own lifestyle? And so if, what would you say, I'll go with you, Terry, first. Uh, what would you say to somebody who really truly wants to design a lifestyle of their choice? How would they begin? I would probably say three things. One is is to make sure that you have a plan, at least an outline of a plan. And I would also say make sure that basically financials are are, are part of that plan. One of the things that Maureen and I and and regardless of whether your your passion is is fixing and renovating homes or or whatever that passion is, you know, have an outline of that plan, and then also making sure that basically that you can appropriately afford whatever that passion is. And and if you're going to make profit off of it, that you understand what that profit's going to be and at least have that outline. I would say the second thing is to make sure that that plan's got some fluidity in, in it because it's going to need to adjust and have some course corrections, which kind of leads into the third one, which isn't necessarily my strength, is lean in and have an egg attitude. Egg meaning everything will be okay and oh. just know that basically that 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 uh, everything will be all right. That's where this person to to my left is that she's better on that one. But that's what I would say. 
Hey, who are you people? <laughs> you sound like you're like movie stars and I'm interviewing you on some big show. Well, this is fun. So Maureen, you're on. I can't wait to hear what you're going to say. Oh, no, no, nothing is profound. I, I, I'm going to have Terry take a, a snapshot of his notes and mine. That will, you, you can just put that on a video and send it to people who want to see a visual of, of our, our personalities because it's it's just very funny. His is completely typed out and mine looks like Picasso in his blue period. <laughs> what in God's name does it say? So, so yeah, and I look at things maybe a little bit more in just the, that, that kind of abstract way. So designing your own lifestyle, there are so many rabbit holes nowadays people could go down. Everyone's got an opinion. And rabbit, I mean, from, from the Etsy world to anything else you want to Google, what should I do? What do I want to do? How do I do this? Oh, my God. It's absolutely overwhelming, I think. Mm -hmm. And yes. I, I believe that we all know something that maybe makes us feel good. Our heart is happy. Small, you, you, small stuff. You know, you want to paint a wall. Do you want to just, I just say that just find something that makes your heart, your soul happy. And, and, and the rest will come. It's easy if you enjoy what you're doing and then you look back and you could sit there and go, wow, I really love this little area I just created for myself. So I think that that's what I would say. And no rap holes. Boy, I'll tell you, Maureen, you know, saying that really makes me I'm very aware of many of the clients that I work with because most people don't have what you have. And that's confidence and co and competence, you know, in yourself. And same with you, Terry, because they don't know how to make their soul happy. They don't know what makes them happy. You do. You know the colors that are going to be perfect for you. You're not afraid to take a, a chance at some really different color that somebody else would never use. We listen to other people. That's that's what I mean by being conditioned. And the rabbit holes that we all go down are plentiful. And so I'm so glad to hear both of you in, in your stand in your confidence. I'm sad in the fact that when I said to both of you, when did you realize this was really a gift? And you both were silent. <laughs> and it's because you just maybe didn't realize that truly is a gift. First of all, it's a gift that you can work together that well. Tom and I worked together about five minutes one day, and his highlight was that he didn't have to work anymore. With you. <laughs> now, that's sad. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> but, you know, and that's a gift just in itself. And then the fact that you have this flair about you, and now you have this these two houses and a and a gym that you're putting in between. And, you know, here's the thing, and I do want people to know this. It does sound like you're gazillionaires. It does sound like you could fly into space if you chose to. Uh, well, of course, Marine doesn't fly, so that'll never happen. But I, I just want you to tell them, are, are you gazillionaires? We are not. No. Not yeah. even close. You, you, balance, yeah. you balance the, like I said, in that little bathroom where we can afford paint that was, uh, you couldn't do a whole house in at that moment. You find those little gems and little jewels and the rest, you know, you, you augment with other things that are equally as pretty and nice, but they come from world market or they come from wherever you want to shop. So yeah. I used to laugh and say, everybody used to say they didn't shop at Sears. And at the time, Sears was the number one retailer in the world. Who the heck was shopping at Sears? Like, because <laughs> somebody was going to Sears. So it's like, you know, you find little nuggets everywhere you go. Well, before I give your golden nuggets, and by the way, I have 11, um, I'm just wondering how people get in touch with you. I, I have a feeling there's going to be people that, that would kind of like to know and glean your gift from you. Uh, so how does that happen? 
Well, I'd say I'd love to give our email address if anybody would like to get in touch. And it's so inspired by the the talk we have and and uh, uh, and anything that they might be working on. So let me give you that email address, if I may. Okay. It is M-O-E-T-E-R. So that's motor0508 at gmail.com. Okay. I'm going to repeat that and spell it because a lot of times people hear yep. like an N when they should have heard an M. So it's motor with a capital M or not a capital, just an M O E T is in Terry E R. Mm-hmm. And then zero five zero eight at gmail.com. That's it. Yeah. And we'll have that in the show notes also, Okay, but I'm going to go ahead into your golden nuggets. Uh, and I was writing as fast as I could. So I did kind of, miss a few but my first golden nugget is who was your paul cohen wasn't his name paul no, cohen paul cohen that's correct that has, who was your paul cohen because we all had him yeah and we all had him or her in our life and so you just have to discover and be who you are that's mm-hmm. number one wow. number two your childhood tells all about you and i love that because i'm just listening to you both as children I mean, it tells so much about your personalities and what you have to do today. Just like you saying, Terry, you have to go back in your shell many times. You have to go back to the home, to the family, to your roots. Okay, number three, don't let your lifestyle become generic. I really liked that one, Maureen. Number four, you don't have to be an entrepreneur to design your lifestyle. And and I'm so glad you mentioned that at the very beginning because I do feel people get confused with that, that if you're not an entrepreneur, you can't have this passion around your life. Yes, you can. I'm starting to interview a lot of people that work nine to five and then have their passion outside of that. Even though they love their job, they still have a passion. Sure. Number five, appreciate your magical moments in life because your magical moments were all to Dina and Tusano. I think I said that right. You did. Mm-hmm. And I, and you know, and you appreciate it. Number six, be aware when you're overwhelmed and just stop. Just stop and and then you'll be refreshed again. And quite honestly, I do know everybody listening to this needs to hear that, including myself, because we just keep moving and pushing through thinking that's what you're supposed to do. Number seven, invest in pieces you want to take with you through life. And that's exactly what you two have done. Number eight, have an outline of a plan at least an outline. You can have the whole plan down if you want. And also a financial plan to match up with that. Because I know too many people that really want these beautiful things, but financially they shouldn't at this point. Mm -hmm. And that takes me to number nine, find gems and jewels in life. They don't necessarily have to come from Tiffany's. They can come from Sears. (laughs) And then, uh, am I on number nine? Because I skipped over there. Uh, Yeah, I think you are. Okay. Lean into e. Now I think it's ebook. Eggbook. 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 So say it again, Terry, what that is. Uh, e G B O K. Everything will be okay. Eggbook. Everything is oh. going to be okay. That is really cool. I'm taking that on as my own, and I'm not going to give you credit. <laughs> but, but if you do, and, Patricia, if you do take it on, you must give credit to who started it, which was Lolan and Barkley. Oh, I didn't know. Okay. Radio personality from the 60s and 70s. He actually had a Rolls Royce with the personalized plate of egg bot. 
And he would end each show with the say he would say egg, egg buck, everything's going to be okay. So oh, that's yeah. just wonderful. So if you're going to plagiarize, plagiarize the one that at least. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then the last one is make your soul happy, and I, I just love that, Maureen. That was just a beautiful way of saying make your soul happy, and and I really want people to get their confidence and learn how to make their soul happy. And when you're sitting so comfortably and all by yourself, you know, we know whether we're happy on a scale of one to 10. How happy are you? Let's say you're an eight. Well, what can you do right now to make it a nine mm-hmm. and just make your soul happy all the time? I can't thank you two enough. It's been the most enjoyable podcast I have done to date. Well, we and, appreciate this opportunity and thank you so much to you and your listeners. Well, and I, I wanted to be funny and say I've only done two podcasts, but I have not done. I've done more than two. <laughs> I just have to always try to throw something off like that, make people feel uncomfortable. No, Terry, I just can't tell you how much I, I love you and admire you and what you have done with your life. And, and Maureen, I feel exactly the same about you. And the fact that you two have come together for 30 years and made all of this happen, that's unusual. That's a gift also. And so I, I just honor you for that. And until we meet again, everybody, it's Patricia Noel Drain. You should go out and start designing your lifestyle.